0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Wills Catrère, information technology expert at Nucor Steel in Jackson and Flowood, and IT instructor at Holmes Community College. And Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Foam Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Have you ever been too embarrassed to ask what the cloud is and how it works? If so, today on Everyday Tech, we will answer those questions plus more. Now, to be a part of the show, please call one 877 MPB Ring. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email us at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. This is Everyday Tech, only on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MVP Think Radio.
1: So remember to look up at the stars and not down at your feet. Try
2: to make sense of what you see and wonder about what makes the universe exist. Be curious. And however difficult life may seem, there is always something you can do and succeed at. It matters that you don't just give up.
0: From MTV Think Radio, this is Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Wilts Cotreer, information technology expert at Newcore Steel in Jackson and Flowood, and IT instructor at Holmes Community College, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Now that was a small quote from Stephen Hawking. He was an astrophysicist. That theoretical. Theoretical. As uh, he did a lot in the yeah, a lot in the. <sighs>
3: I've always had a really hard time trying to define what he was, but definitely one heck of a physicist.
0: Yeah, and he, he passed away, and thanks to our producer. Well, I, I'm sorry, I'm the producer.
3: Yeah, <laughs> that'd be you.
0: A, I'm just a controller. No, I'm, like, I'm uh, sorry, no, no. No, no, no facilitator. I, yeah. take, I take my job very seriously. Yeah, and he does. And uh, thank you, Java, for uh, putting that on uh, for us. Well, got a question. Ever wondered what the cloud is? The cloud. You hear it a lot. You hear it everywhere. The cloud. We're gonna put things in the cloud. Is your data actually floating in heaven? <laughs> it um, can feel
3: like it sometimes, or a little bit farther south.
0: Right. Or is it in the wind? Well, today our experts will clear up questions around the mystical cloud, including a very, the very basic ones that you're too embarrassed to ask because. I'm not embarrassed to ask. I ask a lot of questions on this show, and you know what? I'm learning a lot as well. Now, to be a p- part of this conversation, you can give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. 672 7464 Or if you're too embarrassed to ask, you can email the show to tech at mpbonline.org.
3: And we'll give you a pseudonym. We'll, you'll be in the, uh, in the tech <laughs> protection program and that is hilarious. yes you know
0: tech protection program i might need to sign up for that but you know what before we get started i have i want to say a special guest on the line <laughs> 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 i look at him laughing he's here he's in full effect he's live ladies and gentlemen let's give it up for jeremy from rome
3: <laughs> thank you give thank us a little you. something in italian there sir yes
2: what did you learn? Um, fun, what did you see? Um, I, I learned a lot. I saw a lot. Um, Rome is a city that will keep you on your toes. Um, not just talking about walking around, but also uh, being aware of what's going on around you. Um, I had a lot of fun. I, uh, as, you know, We had our fitness episode back in January, and I turned on the uh, step counter on my phone. And so I was pretty surprised to see that while I was in Rome... You guys, I walked thirty-four miles.
3: Wow! Well, you couldn't get one more in, make it thirty-five. I mean, come on, come <laughs> on, you know.
2: See, but that's a good odd number. I wanted a good even number. <laughs> okay, well, so, cool, cool. Okay, yeah, I, I, see I, what, I see what I see what you did there. there. On it. Yeah, and um, that was really surprising to me because um, between touring the city and the Vatican, the Vatican itself prepared to walk about six miles. Wow! It's incredible.
3: Oh my yeah, god! and um,
2: it's a massive museum. I mean, it's just opulent everywhere you look it's just it's incredible and you look at these paintings on the ceiling and your brain's going that's that's like a sculpture that's got to be like plaster and stuff no it's it's literally just paint on the ceiling i mean it's it's incredible the technology that they had at the time that went into this to make it look so real Mm -hmm. you know i mean like they they didn't have any technology right like their advances were in Oh, we've got a we got a better paint color here. We can we can make it look more real, you know. But it's incredible. Um, seeing uh, the Sistine Chapel was uh, there's no words for that. There really aren't. Um, the only thing I could say is that I was looking up at it for about I don't know five ten minutes, and my neck was starting to hurt. So you know, it's a like Michelangelo like four years to paint that place. And he was doing that every single day.
3: So really strong neck he muscles. Like, yeah,
2: he, yeah, he had like the strongest neck on the planet by the time he was done.
0: <laughs> wow, it sounds like it was exciting. It was fun. It was, uh, you learned a lot. What was that word you said earlier? I, it started with an O. You said op, what did you Opulent. say?
2: Opulent.
3: Look at that. He's using those fifty cent words on us now. I mean, boy goes all the good way over there, words. comes on back, I and get all fancy on us. Oh
0: my goodness! That word is worth a euro. All right, is, is that <laughs> wait? That's not a technical word either. You look at you. Um, uh, we should have had that on the spelling bee, huh? Um, yeah, <laughs> Kevin. That would have been a word for them. But I am um, so glad you had like a, a good time. I'm glad you're back uh, with us, and uh, we're talking about clouds today.
2: Well, I'm I'm really glad to be back, and I did have a great time. But like I said, man, 34 miles, I I was ready for a break. Um, It's funny though, because um, you know Rome is seven hours ahead of us, Mm -hmm. so right there, like it's like evening time now in Rome, and uh, the jet lag is crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, like I thought jet lag was just like, oh, I'll be a little tired throughout Mm -hmm. the day. Oh no, jet lag, you you can be nauseous. You feel, like you feel very strange. body um, clock is modified so uh, drastically. Your your brain just doesn't know what's going on. Right. So um, for the first couple of days we were there, um, it was it was pretty easy going, and we were able to we were able to do all right. But on Saturday we slept through the whole day. We woke up, we ate breakfast, we went back to bed, and we woke up in the evening. Oh, wow. jet lag does hard. And so since I've been back. I've been having to readjust, which has actually been more difficult than adjusting to Rome's schedule. And I don't understand why other than, I, you know, uh, I was only there for a limited time. So I had to get up and do stuff.
0: Right. Right. Well, you know what? Uh, I can understand how that would be uh, challenging to adjust and then readjust. But um, I'm glad you made it safely and you had a good time. I'm ready to see the pictures if you can email those to us or we'll see you next week live and you can show us. Yeah, what's
2: that email again what is
0: that uh <laughs> we're not going to talk about emails because that's what we were doing in my office before we got on the air and you don't want to know how many oh lordy
3: oh my gosh jeremy it's rough man i'm she, sorry you guys she's she's working on getting out of that that yahoo with 5.7 oh. million email ad emails in there oh, i'm
2: not, I'm not- to do that at all
3: that's great that's great yeah news. but but the pain to get her out of it oh yeah oh my gosh <laughs> I, ha- I had I well. had a light myocardial infarction. When I walked into (laughs) her office, it was, it was rough.
0: But I warned you guys, I warned you last week, uh, Jeremy, you didn't, I think it was, was it the show before you left? We talked about my email and how my Yahoo account was ridiculous and I was not joking. I mean, uh, Jason looked at it earlier this week or, and I wasn't playing. So I I really need help. I'm drowning. So we're going to save me today. (laughs)
2: I know that um, if you use Gmail, you can actually attach your Yahoo account to your Gmail account, and it will kind of sort of automate that whole process, and it might help cut down on a lot of the junk that you got to go through. I don't know how y'all are going about doing it, but when I do it for my clients, we go through Gmail and log into their account, and it just sort of moves everything over mid over past. Of days, depending on how many emails you've got, but it will help you cut down a lot of that clutter.
0: That's what uh, we we were going to try to do today. Like he did his wife's Mm -hmm. uh, filter out the junk, and then the things I really want to come over, I I need them to come over. So that's what we're going to do. My whole
3: idea is delete all. (laughs) Are you sure? Yes. Oh my God. Boom.
0: No, look that's he's scared scary. <laughs> that's scary, so we're gonna go back to we're gonna go to our original point today, which was clouds. We're gonna get off my email, but hey, we're, which we're is in the cloud. the cloud which is in we're the cloud cloud here, baby, and we which got is a, cloud we which got cloud everywhere exactly, and you know what when we when we say we're gonna do this show, I'm glad we're doing it because just like everyone else, I don't particularly know. What the cloud is. So I was going around the office asking people, do you know what the cloud is? And explain it to me. And Ezra, Ezra knew what the cloud was. He explained it very technically. And he sounded like Wilter Jeremy. I was like, what? All right. he Ezra, did. Ezra gave, got mad skills. Ezra, Ezra has mad skills. Let's see, Java. Do you know what the cloud is before we explain it?
3: The cloud is a warehouse in Pasadena. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, hey who,
3: who, Jeremy, did you tell him about the warehouse? I didn't sure.
2: tell him about the warehouse. Somebody else
3: must have spoken. I the, uh, hope we didn't get the address.
0: Oh, my goodness. Well, before we get into what the cloud actually is, we have our first caller for the day. It's from Oxford, and it's Dexter. Good morning, Dexter.
1: Oh, good morning.
0: Do uh, you know what the cloud is, Dexter?
1: Yes. Um, when you store your files on your computer, it goes to a server.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yep.
3: Yep, a server that is not located near you.
1: Correct.
0: Interesting. Well, did you have a question or comment this morning?
1: Yes. Yeah, so what kind of um, software will be good if you scan items to your computer at home and it can uh, automatically catalog and file it so you can retrie- retrieve it later?
2: Ooh. Uh, um, so you want something to... Uh, it, it, when you scan something you want it to to prompt you about all the details and then categorize it based on what you've given it or you're looking it sounded like you wanted something to do that automatically correct um, i I don't think we're quite there yet um,
3: not not point, from the not from a consumer post uh, no. to free I mean there's in the data centers we have very expensive software that does that from different out outsourced providers, but I've not I've not personally used something like that. Um,
2: no, because uh, the challenge you're going to run into automating something like that, especially on a consumer front, is the quality of scan that you're getting and the amount of time that it would take. I mean, like you could you could take it and you could put, say, a bunch of glossy eight by tens in a in an automatic document feeder on a on a scanner. But mm-hmm. the quality that you get, um, it's there's no way that it's gonna, you would just have to group them all together yourself and then put them in a folder with that category. But again, uh, the rate at which you scan it in, you're gonna you're gonna lose a lot of quality in your in your photographs because speed is gonna be one of the focuses of that particular task. Um, yeah, I don't think we're quite there yet um, for an automated solution scanning in your stuff.
1: Well, there was two programs I did did some googling uh two programs called paperport and e-file do you mm-hmm. have any opinion on that
2: paperport um i haven't used it personally but um it's that's still that's going to be um the main issue that we're running into here is um like if you want to bulk scan things then you what type of what, what type of apparatus are you using to scan this stuff in? Just a regular scanner?
1: Well, it could be a re- regular scanner, but I could uh, buy some more hardware just dedicated to that.
3: Right. Um, yeah, those apps, I believe, are great for scanning info, and it's, it's the cataloging that, to me, has always just been the really cumbersome part to right, make yeah. it back searchable. Yes, um, yeah, because you're
2: going to have to go in there and tag that stuff your, yourself. Now, it, um, paper port, you know, if you were scanning in like a document or something, um, it can create like searchable PDFs. But as far as the the photos go, um, you have to have some sort of AI to sort them and see what was on them. And yeah, it's, it, we're not not quite there yet.
3: Yeah, and I think something like a Google Photos, putting some of those up, have kind of helped me. But usually, what it's able to kind of do is it can it can usually go by date. But as far as for subject, it really doesn't. The uh, the intelligence is not just not there to to tell it what you know. It's not going to know. Oh, this is a Christmas picture, but it'll know <laughs> it you took it in December twenty fifth.
2: We're getting close to that though. We yeah. really are. Like the intelligence uh, in in your phones, I mean, it can see like you know when when you've taken a picture of food versus when you've taken a picture of a plant or something like that. So we're on the brink of that technology. Just um, as far as automating it goes, you got to hang in there for a bit longer. We're not we're not quite ready for that yet.
0: All right. Well, thank you, uh, Dexter, for that question. Uh, hopefully, maybe in the next couple of years, you can get what you want. <laughs> Out of the uh, technology. We're going to take our first break, but when we return, we'll continue our discussion on the cloud. Now, we're going to clear up the mystery behind it, all right? Now, if you have any cloud questions or any general tech questions, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring. That's 1-877-672-7464 or online at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Our experts are standing by ready to help. This is Everyday Tech, only on MPB, Think Radio.
4: radio reading service provides blind Mississippians like me with access to news, books and sale info that helps me save money. That's my MPB story.
3: Jason, I've been here at MPB for almost 10 years now, and what have
2: I barked at you about almost right from the jump? We need a 30-minute program to air each weekday after Marketplace so that we don't have to repeat 30 minutes of all things considered. Ah, Exactly. Jay, someone finally listened. Monday, April 2nd, right after Marketplace, a new program will debut on Think Radio. Finally? Finally, The Daily, presented by the New York Times and American Public Media, debuts Monday, April 2nd
3: right after Marketplace
2: on MPB Think Radio.
3: You're
0: listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Everyday Tech, and today we're discussing the cloud. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with our tech experts, Wilt Couture and Jeremy Thompson. Now, to join our conversation or to ask any tech questions give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring that's 1-877-672-7464 or you can email the show to tech at mpbonline.org now uh before we get back to the phone lines let's answer the question we've been asking since 10 o'clock what is the cloud
3: Well, Michelle, generally the cloud is a general term we use for anything that involves delivering hosted services across the Internet. And by hosted, I basically mean those services are managed by the provider and not by you. Some that most people are probably familiar with, things such as your email. You know, you don't run the email servers. They're actually run by Google or someone else or even like, you know, Netflix. You're receiving those videos across, but you're not having to actually host that library. And a couple other things about it is generally sold on demand, meaning that you only get what you pay for, so you're not having to sit there and pay for a whole bunch of extras that you don't want or need, as well as it's very flexible. So, you know, usually uh, I use Netflix a lot as an example. Uh, So you can have just a streaming option. You can have streaming plus DVDs. You can have 4K streaming, but you don't have to pay for 4K streaming if all you want is a regular streaming. So you can see you can kind of... You can kind of uh, customize it, a la carte tech, basically.
0: And, Jeremy, why do they, why did they name it the cloud? I have been wanting to answer this
2: question the whole time. <laughs> okay. So um, the reason that we sort of chose the cloud was because when all the computer nerds were getting together and they were trying to visualize their networks, there was always a part of one's network that went outside of the network. And rather than try to draw all of that, we use a symbol, the all-encompassing cloud. So literally when you would see lines going out of your network out to the Internet, you would see a cloud drawn, and it would say cloud or Internet or whatever. And that's where the design came from. Uh, It's been in use since the 1960s.
0: Seriously? So it's not new. It's not a new concept. No, not
2: at all. In fact – Um, What's funny is when when the term cloud computing came around, um, it was still new to us. It was a new concept. Like I mean, most people hadn't really looked into it, but because we knew what the symbol, the cloud, was, we kind of had an idea of what they had going on out there. Um, So cloud services are revolutionary because they allow us to have, um, for instance, our data in all places at one time. So for example, um, I have a Google Drive, and whether I'm at my office or I'm at my home or I'm on site, I can access information that's in my Google Drive as long as I have an internet connection. So it's sort of like a flash drive that goes everywhere with you. The big downside to the cloud is the fact that you always have to be connected to it in order to access those services. Have you ever tried to use Google Maps on your phone when you didn't have data? <laughs> you might have noticed that you wouldn't you weren't able to see where you were, you weren't able to see any information on the map. That's because it couldn't contact the cloud to get that information.
0: Mm. are they working on that where, you know, that's actually a safety thing. If you need a map and you don't have any internet access, how can you have to take out the real map? Huh?
3: Well, you can actually you question. can set them you can set certain yeah. things to download what we call an offline copy. Right.
2: And so that's uh, that's what I did before I went to Rome, just in case I had lost my Internet connection. I downloaded the map for the city of Rome. That way I would still be able to know where I was going. Um, so there are um, ways that we can adapt to the downsides of the cloud. Um, so it's it's moving in that, in that direction where we have this dependence on that service, but we also have some independence from it if we do lose our connection but a lot of that is still in development so you know you can't download all of google maps onto your phone that would be massive
0: right right well thank you guys for clearing that up we're going to talk more about the cloud in just a minute but we're going to go back to the phone lines and speak to rosina i remember rosina she called in i think last week or the week before last Mm -hmm. and she had an issue so let's get the update from rosina good morning rosina Good morning. Yes, I do call. I'm sorry. Oh no, no, no. no. We love you. We love you. We love our regulars. Look, you're a part of the family. (laughs) Thank
4: you. You are inspiring me to move my mail to uh, Gmail. But I have a master account and two sub accounts. Is that possible, or do I just do a rule and set up um, inboxes in essence, or, or what should I do on that?
2: Okay, so uh, what are you migrating from?
4: Uh, AT&T.
2: Okay, all right. Yeah. And you're going to go with Gmail, right?
4: I'm thinking about it seriously, yeah.
2: Okay, so the reason that I and Wilt recommend Gmail is because it has great filtering properties. It will take, you know, posts from uh, Facebook and Pinterest and all that, and it will rope them all into a social section, and then it will find – uh, coupons and you know office depots sending you out, hey, buy paper from us and all that. It'll take all that and it'll put it in the promotions box. And it kind of has a more intelligent way of digging through your email to find mm-hmm. the ones that you really want to see. So that's why we recommend going with Gmail. And okay. if you go with Gmail um, and you go into your settings and you go under accounts, you will be able to actually attach your Yahoo Mail account to your Gmail. So you won't be giving up your Yahoo Mail account It'll just be passing all of your mail over to your Gmail. And you can even set it to where, if you'd like, you can still respond from that old Yahoo address.
4: So right now I've got, um, for my Apple phone, I only have one of the accounts coming Mm -hmm. into it to filter out all the junk, uh, which is more important stuff. And then I have, like, my hobby stuff going into another separate account to set up rules for that and the intelligence
2: Um, would happen? Actually, your folders should still come over um, to the Gmail account. Now, you may have to reestablish your rules uh, for those folders, but as far as the folders themselves, they should also transfer over when you switch that account.
4: Actually, they're not
3: folders. That's where my sub-accounts come in. Yeah, and uh, Google will handle those sub-accounts as well. So like we have multiple – like with mine, I actually have one, two, three. Four. I have five different accounts that actually come into my single Google account and then let it sort okay. from there.
4: Exactly what I'm talking about. Yep. Yeah. So
3: that way I'm looking in one box, but what I'm actually – like like Jeremy was saying, when it does like some of the boxes and stuff, I'm able to actually see a total of six accounts because of the way – it helps me to manage it, but I manage it from exactly. one location.
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. But I like the intelligence idea too. So it'd even
0: be a more fine-tuned receipt. Great, right. thank you so much. You're very good. welcome. Well, you well I'm glad my uh, my unorganization helped you <laughs> to see what you want to do. I'm, I'm I'm trying to get just like you, Rosina. My my email life is all over the place, and I'm trying to get it in one place. And with the help of Wilton Jeremy, we can we're gonna do it. We can make that happen. Well, I hope a lot of to...
3: We're gonna call in a, a priest to get an exorcist going. And uh, I think we had the Pope coming on over. He came back with, with Jeremy from Rome. We're gonna take care of this <laughs> yeah, mailbox. Yeah.
2: You know, we just stuck the Pope Mobile in the bottom of the plane.
0: No big yeah. deal. Oh my god. Well thank you, Rosine. I hope it works out thank for you, you and me. Okay. Thank you. Bye. All right, bye bye. Next we're gonna move to Meridian and speak with Suzanne. Good morning, Suzanne.
3: Good morning. How are you? Doing fine. Wonderful. I'm I'm loving your comment, by the way. I was wondering if anybody was going to point that out for us, or we're going to have to bring it up.
5: Oh, Oh, yay. Well, you can do that. I'll get off.
3: (laughs) No, no, no. I'd rather hear it from you. Tell us what today is.
5: Pi Day. P-I. Oh, my gosh.
3: It is. Yes, indeed.
5: Three, you know, three decimal, one four, and it's Einstein's birthday. So um, rather than go into a whole teachable lesson here. I'm an old teacher. (laughs) And that would be, um, you know, a little bit, some folks, I would take too much time up, let (laughs) me say that. But, um, you know, it's a fun day. And if you go on the internet, um, there are many ways that people celebrate today, not just to eat a piece of pie, (laughs) P-I-E, but Uh, As a teacher, this is a great way to get some research in, you know, where you don't tell the kids what PI is, whether you're teaching math, science, English, whatever it is, and let them do the research. Let them discover it for themselves without you, uh, without the teacher giving the answer. In fact, I want to – I had another idea while I was waiting. This show, the program this morning, is so educational. I would it, would. it would really be wonderful if teachers knew which topics maybe would be discussed, because in education uh, the acronym STEM, S T E M, mm-hmm. stands for science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. All of those connected, and today that's exactly what is happening in this program. So, I don't know, even though I'm not in the classroom, with all these ideas laying around in my head, would be a great way to pull a lesson plan together. You know,
3: (laughs) a
4: a
5: science class, a mathematics class, uh, technology, just pull it all in um, and contain it in one place. So, anyway, happy Pi Day. Happy Pi Day uh, to you uh, too. I just, I've enjoyed talking with you. Thank you. Well, thank you so thank much.
0: Thank you, Ms. Suzanne. And uh, you know what? You, you sound like a teacher. You sound yes. just like a teacher. I would have enjoyed her me class. Me too. I would have loved yes. to oh, be yeah. your student because you seem so sweet. I would learn a lot from you.
2: <laughs> and also, she wants us to be in every classroom, right? I mean, we're all for that, right, guys?
0: I'm, I'm liking this. She gave me a great idea. I'm already jotting down notes. We can send uh, messages out to teachers across the state, and they can view the show and have this a part of their lesson plan in the classroom. That will be – and then we can get ideas from the classroom. and well, exactly. What do they want to talk about? That is so wonderful. Thank you, Suzanne.
3: Because you want to talk about Digitally Connected. Students yes, today.
0: Exactly. And you know what? I have to call you Miss Suzanne because uh that's just right. Miss Suzanne. That's right. Miss Suzanne. Miss <laughs> Suzanne. Thank you, Miss Suzanne for Meridian. All right. Happy Pi Day. And you know, this morning, um, driving in, I was listening to a show and uh one of the um announcers said it was pie day and I was like, Oh wow. I thought she was talking about slices of pie. <laughs>
3: Uh, well, I mean, I'm thinking pecan right now. Oh, right, so. right. But, but I mean, gonna... also, how kind of ironic that we have Stephen Hawking passed know, on, on Pi, Pi Day, Day, which was also
0: he planned that, tied planned with, that. I, with Einstein. Wow, he so. did. And you know, he was he was smart. He 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 planned that. Oh my God. Well, time for another quick break. But when we get back, we'll continue our discussion on the cloud. Now, what are your thoughts? We want to hear from you. Phone lines are still open, so give us a call at one eight seven seven. MPB ring. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email us at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. You're listening to Everyday Tech only on MPB Think Radio.
2: As donors, we know that MPB makes a difference. Felder on MPB Radio was the catalyst that inspired us to include tea production on our blueberry farm. Our business continues to grow. That's, That's
0: our MPB, MPB story. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio.
4: I mama and treated us like dangerous. I left home seeking a job that I never did bad. I'm depressed and downhearted, I took the class. I'm doing fine
0: up here on Listen one time. I'm doing Welcome fine back. You're listening to Everyday Sec. I'm Michelle McAdoo, here, McAdoo here today with our technology experts. Will Scuttrere, IT expert at Newcore Steel and IT instructor at Holmes Community College. And, we of course, we're with Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Now, if you're just tuning in, today's topic is the cloud not cloud nine but the cloud. Like that tune, Java. Love it, love it, love it. Now, to be a part of this conversation or to ask any general tech question, give us a call this morning at 1 MPB Ring. That's 1 Or, like we said earlier, if you don't want to ask the question on air, you can always email us at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Now, we talked about what the cloud is and where it is. But we're going to talk next about the security issues associated with the cloud privacy and security issues and let's go to the phone line before we do that because our next caller has a good question about that Linda from Port Gibson good morning Linda hi you're well you're asking a great question because that's what we were that is what we were going to talk about next how secure is the cloud
4: oh it's almost like you were reluctant to to uh, take my call. No. uh, You were next. uh, Yeah. I wanted to know um, about the security of the cloud. Are your your data or photos or so on, are they compromised if they're on the cloud?
3: Well, I mean, that's kind of a... um It always has that potential. And one of the big things that we kind of highlight on that is that you got to think about where you're storing it. So, you know, when you're storing it at a reputable company such as your Amazon or your Googles, your chances of those things being compromised are a lot less because you have a, you know, large companies with a vested interest in maintaining the, you know, the, um, The confidence of the public so it's in their best interest to protect things as best they can. Now, that being said, I would never say anything is an absolute. It's just like keeping them in your house is not really an absolute. I mean, we've seen floods and fires and and other kind of disasters come through. So it's kind of like um, it's kind of like a balance. I usually, you know, I I use in photos are a great example. I use I'll use my wife as an example. Since my kids have been born, we have just thousands upon thousands of photos that are all digital. So they're all stored in her computer. But I also store them and back them up into the cloud because, yes, I understand the cloud can be compromised. um, But I also understand that my house can be compromised. So it's kind of like I'm kind of hedging my bets and and putting them in both. I'm using it for the backup capabilities of putting them out there because if something were to happen in my house, heaven forbid. I still have them available there, but at the same time... I'm going to be very careful and not put anything too sensitive in a cloud storage area because, uh, you know, for example, you know, tax returns, et cetera, that I need to keep a little bit tighter control on that. So really it comes down to we need to be careful of what we're putting out there and what we're willing to share. Uh, some people we know are just way too overshare. Anybody on social media probably has a friend that just popped into mind. It's like they share everything. And so it's as secure as you will make it but we got to still apply common sense to it. Does that make sense, Jeremy? What are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, um, in addition to that, uh, there are pure methods that you can enact on your accounts like two-step authentication where you have to give them your cell phone number and they have to send you a code and you have to verify that code. And you can set that up with pretty much any of your cloud services these days. Um, If they don't offer something like that, you may not want to store anything sensitive with them at all. In addition to that, um, when we talk about really, really sensitive information, um, any of that information should be encrypted, which means you take a password, you put it on that file, and without that password, that file is literally just scrambled information. Um, all of those things can be compromised, but um, there are little, little steps in place like that to keep your account more secure. Um, you know, when we say that you've got two-step authentication, well, what if somebody steals your cell phone? Well, that's that's a possibility. It's just, it's another layer of security. So we're not suggesting that anybody trusts the cloud 100% with your most secure information, but um, for overall usage, you know, just sharing pictures with family and stuff like that, um, it shouldn't be... Um, um, a major issue with security, but there are those those methods in place. Like, for example, um, on Google, um, even on my Gmail account, if it sees me logging in on a computer that I've never been in on before, it's going to send a message to my phone, and it's going to have three numbers displayed, and I have to pick the numbers that are up there on the screen. And that's just one way that they keep your account from being compromised.
0: I like those things you are saying, Jeremy. The thing about it is a lot of people don't know that we have the ability to add those protective measurements. You know, well, things, that's
2: why we have the show. Exactly,
0: the show. <laughs> because you just taught me three different things. I didn't know that you can encrypt, and you say that word a lot, and I hear you talking, but I didn't know exactly what you meant by uh, if you have some sensitive information, it will be encrypted if you don't put two, a two-step code in or two-step security So
2: in. encryption is actually, um, that's, that's like another level of security. That's that's not where most of our listeners are going to be. But the two-step authentication, that's the number two and the word step authentication, um, that is something that you can set up with Yahoo, with Gmail, with Facebook, with all of them, um, where you have to verify that it's you before it will let you have access to that account. And that's something that you can go and look at right now and set up if you don't have set up. And I recommend that you do set it up. Now, it's not without its own faults, like say you need to get into your account on a computer that you've never logged into before and you don't have your phone. It's not perfect, but um, there are ways that Facebook can get around that too, like allowing you to contact. Um, I think there's like – you can set like three people that are your close contacts, and if you verify with them that you're you, then it will give you access to the account. It's got some other methods in place, but two-step is a very – Easy way to set up and easy way to secure your account from most things that would compromise it.
3: And for our listeners, when we're talking about two steps. What we really think of whenever we're talking about authenticating or making sure that you are who you say you are, essentially, there are really three steps total. One being what you know. That's typically going to be your password. Another one being what you are. Uh, So, you know, you see that a lot like in biometrics, say, like with your iPhones and and other things, like when you're putting your fingerprint on there. It's not enough to know just a password. You need to have your password and a a, um, fingerprint, for example, or what you have, very similar to what Jeremy's talking about. So I have my password and what I have, uh, a code. Uh, If anyone out there, for example, has the Facebook app, if you were to actually look under the settings in the Facebook app and go down toward the bottom, it has something called a code generator in there. What would happen is with Facebook, if you were logging into a computer that Facebook has never seen you come from before, every computer has a very unique thumbprint basically, um, it would require you to put in your password, what you know, along with that code that comes from the code generator that changes approximately every 60 seconds what you have. So that's what we mean by the dual or two-factor authentication is, you, you know, it's not enough just to know your password or something. You got to know more than that to really prove that you are who you say you are. I ran into that last night. I was trying to get in. I need to make some plane reservations, and I had not been on the that uh, plane, and that airline's site in a long time. Says, said, hey, I don't recognize you. Who are you? Mm-hmm. So I had to password, answer some questions, and they had to send me something to a phone that they had on record to send me a code to say, are you really who you say you are? Mm-hmm. So
0: It makes you feel more secure when you do see those things come up because you know that just anyone can't compromise your account. So I kind of, well, you know, I do yeah. like it. I mean, some people, you know, it's, it, it's a more like headache, but, you know.
3: Well, and, and see, there's the problem. And that's what we run, really run into when we talk about security. And this is not just cloud security, but just IT security in general. It, it's always amazing to me. So many people are like, well, is it secure? Is it secure? Is it secure? Well, it's as secure as you'll make it. But at the exact same time, we'll put in things such as Jeremy was mentioning—the two-step authentication. Inevitably, you're going to hear the complaint back. Well, it's too many steps for me to go through to verify I am who I say I am. It's like, well, you know, what do you want? Do you want security, or do you want ultra convenience? Because ultra convenience makes us vulnerable. Mm.
2: Yeah, you can't you can't have both when it comes to security. It's either going to be secure or it's going to be convenient and highly, highly insecure.
0: Oh, and unfortunately,
2: um, that's just the way it you is.
0: You mentioned something as well. It's all coming together. It's like my light bulb just came on when you talk about the cloud. I think uh, Jeremy and Wilt, you guys were talking about my phone. Remember when my iPhone last year just completely went dead? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the people at the AT and T store actually asked me, "Did you back up your information to the cloud?" And that was the first thing they asked me. And I was like, uh, "I don't know. Does the phone do it automatically? Or you know, I didn't know. Uh, I think you have to go in your iPhone and set things to." Uh, backup. For automa- iCloud. For yep. I- right. And I see that in the settings, but like, again, if you don't know what you're doing, <laughs> don't know what it is, you kind of don't know about all these different settings. So
2: you so have your phone. Mm-hmm. Your phone's kind of helping you out with that, too. Um, if you have a home wireless connection, the idea is that um, you don't want to do your backups over your data because that's just going to your data plan a lot, especially if you have a lot on your device. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't do a backup unless you're connected to a Wi-Fi signal and also typically if it's plugged in. If it sees that it's connected to Wi-Fi and it's plugged in and you're logged into your iCloud account or your Samsung account or your Google account, if you've got it all set up properly, which if you do it by the default method it should be, um, it should go ahead and go out and back up your data.
0: Okay. So you just cleared that up for me. (laughs) So basically what we're saying is if I backed up most of my important things like my uh, passwords and things that I've actually had to reset since I had to get a brand new phone and I could not access any of my notes with Mm -hmm. anything in it, uh, if I backed that up on the cloud, I could have accessed that in another somewhere else.
3: Yeah, the moment you went to that new phone and you logged in and you put your your iTunes password in, for example, it would have retrieved all of that and brought your settings back. The biggest problem a lot of folks run into with that iCloud backup is the fact that you'll start getting that notice, oh, your iCloud is full. Well, by default, it wants to back up all of your photos as well. And here's the thing, they only give you a limited amount of space. Well, if you take a lot of photos, you eat up all of that space. So um, you can either pay for a, a buck or two a month to get much more storage space or you can off, you'll you can exclude the photos and just back those up yourself depending on your
0: that's what you were telling me you yep. were saying uh because my phone was slowing down and you were like you're running out of space and i'm yep. like what do you mean running out of space i didn't understand that but we're gonna um take our last break for the day and when we come back we're going to continue talking about the cloud and we're going to talk about the benefits of the cloud which we kind of just did in In a roundabout way, we're going to talk about some more benefits and we're going to talk to William in Starkville. So hold on, William. When we come back from break, we'll get to you. Now, to be a part of this conversation, give us a call at 1 877 MPB Ring. That's 1 877 672 7464. This is Everyday Tech only on MPB Think Radio. media workshop for high school students was amazing. I learned new skills and now I'm pursuing a career in film production. That's my MPB story. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with technology experts, Woods Couture and Jeremy Thompson. Well, if you missed any of the program, you can listen to the entire show at mpbonline.org slash tech. It's also available on the MPB media app. Well, today we've been discussing the cloud.
3: Yep. And you know, before, whenever Jeremy was, uh, mentioning you know and we have for years we've always whenever we're doing our network diagrams whenever you get out to the internet and stuff it is a picture of a cloud just a little insight and like especially with uh with the doors playing there a little you know storm in the background i always drew my cloud as a storm cloud cuz you never really know what's going on in there sometimes
0: oh, wow. so, so yeah really i put lightning stormy. bolts in it yes really yes well you know the <laughs> hope... internet's
3: a crazy place
0: <laughs> oh by now it's uh 52 minutes into the show I hope if you didn't know what the cloud was or confused about what the cloud was I hope it's a little clearer to you um, as I promised we're gonna go to William and then we're gonna go to uh, someone else uh, that's off air I see is that the name <laughs> off air new name but we're gonna go to William in Starkville he has a good uh, comment William good morning
1: good morning uh, I uh, am old school and I uh, So old that I that I go to the encyclopedia before I think of Google. (laughs) I thought a few years ago, after uh, years of
2: puzzlement, that the cloud that I discovered that cloud was an enormous bank
1: of uh, of storage disks, isolated somewhere out in West Texas, where it had access to the to all the uh, uh, the orbiting satellites. so, if it's since it's, that's not the cloud,
2: what is that uh, that storage system out there someplace in in the uh, in the Midwest in the far West? Thank you.
3: Okay. Well, it is essentially the cloud as well. And again, really, uh, the cloud is kind of a generic term of anything that's not locally stored to you. So, so when you have those big areas that we're sending now, now your, your offline files. I guess that'd be kind of like more of like the puddle, Uh, maybe not a cloud. I don't know. Jeremy, thoughts?
2: Um, I just wanted to say, when I was a kid, you know, I mean, I I grew up looking at encyclopedias, but then like the computer came about really quick, and all of a sudden we had um, uh, Encarta and all that on the computer, and then the Internet was like, bam, right after that. And so I I got to to witness that amazing event of, of being able to just dig in and go, wow, there's so much information out here. You can, you can never find it all. It's just incredible. Um, but, yeah, I think what he was talking about was like a server farm, which could technically be considered a little cloud of its own as long as it wasn't, like Will said, part of your own network. Um, but I had to, one thing I wanted to say um, about the cloud now that we've learned about it. Now that you know about it, you should not be sending out that new phone who dis message because there's no excuse. Once you sign into your iCloud account or your Google account or your Samsung account, It should go out and back up all your contacts and everything. So all you have to do is remember your password, and you can log back in, and you can get all that information. I haven't had to transfer a contact from a phone for, I don't know, at least eight years now. Hey, Pearl out, (laughs) Wiltz.
3: Yeah. um... It's been a while. I, and, and every now and then I have to still go through all of my contacts and say, okay, I don't need this number anymore. Or I'll, I'll right. sit there and say, like, oh, I remember how to get in touch with so-and-so. And, I send it and their phone has, you know, my phone number hasn't changed in probably 20 yeah, years. And I don't know, there's probably five, 600 different contacts sitting in there that I've managed to keep up with. And, and if you make sure that your contacts are backing up with the newer technology, with the smartphone technology, you should be able to keep your numbers. Because I'm also notorious if, if a number rings through on my phone. And I don't know who it is. You're going straight to voicemail.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yep. well, thank you, William. Um, did that answer your question? All right.
2: All oh right. gosh, I didn't know he was still on the line. I'm <laughs> yeah, sorry. Was... I, there I was talking about encyclopedias and.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> he sorry. look. He brought the encyclopedia up, which was great. Uh, I believe it or not, I still like the tangible paper. I like to pick up. I do too. It's just, it's what I grew up with and I like, and it's funny, uh, Liz Gill, she works here with us, one of our producers. Liz, I call her the walking Google. She, if you ask her a question, she gets her, she always has her phone in her hand and she will answer any question you have with her phone. And I'm like, that's just not me. I don't know.
3: My wife will do the same thing. We'll be watching like a show or Uh something. And in the middle of, you know, she's like, you know, something comes on up. It's like, She'll start looking on up and can explain stuff on. And it's like, yeah, it's kind of cool. Now watch yeah, the show.
0: Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, if I do have a question or something or uh, can't do it myself, I will go to Liz because she knows everything. <laughs> no, but uh, Liz, I'm just messing with you. But today uh, we were been t- we've been talking about the cloud. Like I said, a lot of people don't didn't know exactly what it is, where it was, uh, what benefits you have, and is it secure? Speaking of benefits, we have a f- – Few more, just two more minutes. But can we talk uh, just real quickly? What are the benefits of the cloud?
3: Well, Uh, I think a big one that I think a big one Jeremy brought up a little bit earlier, and that is that the potential of getting your information um, not just you know not having to say oh well I had to get that in the office tomorrow when I get back, but the idea of you can actually have some of that information much more handy to you right now. Uh, Another big thing that I like about it is getting what I pay for.
0: All right, Jeremy, one minute left. Do you have any last-minute thoughts or comments about yes. the cloud?
2: Um, so if uh, people are concerned about you know storing their stuff with a certain service or whatever, you can even get what are called NASAs, that's a network-attached storage box, um, where you can put your own hard drives in it and you can set your own connection up to the cloud um, so it's possible for you to even do it independent of anybody else's stuff. That way you have it set up in your home, and when you're out and about and you need access to your files, you can log right in and pick them up. Uh, benefits of the cloud, speed, convenience, um, requiring less travel to, to get access to your files. You know, hey, I've got them at the office, but I've got them in my Google Drive, so I can just pull them up right there on my laptop, and boom, there's the same document that I needed right there in front of me. Um, It's an incredible innovation, and there's probably some use for it in your personal life, and it can make your life easier. So check it out. There's lots of services available.
0: All right, then. Well, we hope that cleared up what the cloud is. Took the fog off the cloud. Where's my rimshot Java i say thank you we want to thank everyone for joining us today on Everyday Tech if you missed part of the show and want to hear past episodes you can listen on our website at mpvonline.org or subscribe to our podcast Java Chapman was our board operator and our phone screener was Lori Thompson for Wilts couture I'm Michelle Mac- for Wiltz-Couture and Jeremy Thompson I'm Michelle McAdoo stay tuned for Southern Remedy with Dr. Rick DeShazo up next and join us next week at 10 for more everyday tech only on MPB Think Radio.